Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, okay, we've got a question for you on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, well, the retailers might want you to believe that Christmas is really close. There's actually a holiday between now and Christmas. It's called Thanksgiving. And I always think it gets short shrift because everybody's so excited about their Christmas tree. But we got to get through Thanksgiving, y'all. That is our fall holiday. Fall Uh, day. And actually, uh, so we've got a question for you. And then I'd like to celebrate in a certain fashion. Okay. I would like to ask, obviously, I would like to ask you the question. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? 651 641 1071 because what was your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? 651 641 1071. Bradley, do you want to know why I'm asking? Why? Aside from the fact that I just wanted to sing the song. You said aside, but okay. Why? why? Ah, that's funny. Because uh, Campbell's, as in Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, which oh, is an essential ingredient yes. of your green bean it casserole. It should be if it's not. You're doing don't, it wrong. Don't uh, don't want to come see you for Thanksgiving. Exactly. They have uh, released the top Thanksgiving side dishes of 2022. Mm. And uh, I wanted to know, I don't really care about theirs because I'm sure it involves Campbell's soup. That's fine. I like the Campbell's soup. That's not it. I want to know what your favorite Thanksgiving okay. side dishes right. are. We're going to do our own informal poll. And Dan has volunteered to go first. Hi, Dan. Hello. Dan, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? It has to be bread stuffing. Not cornbread stuffing, just good old-fashioned bread stuffing. Oh, I feel All that. Right. Do you like what? celery in there? Do you like, uh, what oh, else absolutely. do you want to... I, I make a homemade every year. Yeah, it's, it's celery, onions, yep. All right. I hear you. Thank you, Dan. Get that stuffing on. Get stuffed. Well, the thing about <laughs> stuffing is, I, that's, that is, a for me at least... We only make stuffing at Thanksgiving time. That is not something I do regularly. Yeah. Also, why 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 is everybody why you don't like the cornbread stuffing? I don't know. I guess can I tell you something? Yeah. I've never had cornbread stuffing. Oh, it's a southern thing, I will say. Uh when I lived in the south, that was like on the table every Yeah. Day. Yeah. I would eat that it's just, though. It's basically stuffing with cornbread. I mean, I you can feed yeah. that to me. I'm fine with it. Let's I, did, go to, I didn't mind it. Let's go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side? It's uh, brandied cranberries, mostly because of the danger. The danger? Oh, like, do you set them on fire? No, but oh. if you make them and you put them in Tupperware in the fridge and you don't let it cool down first, it'll explode and the door of the 
refrigerator will pop open. Sounds like you got some personal experience there, Dan. <laughs> well, we're we're from Milwaukee, and uh, I brought the, the recipe to Minnesota with me. So uh, uh, you, you can also pour the juice in your old fashioned uh, if if you don't oh, like yeah. cranberries. By All the right. way, I don't know why I called you Dan, Chris. Sorry about it's that. It's because Dan was our last caller. Oh. You weren't. <laughs> I was still okay. stuck on the stuffing, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> don't blow up. Um, Chris, thank you for sharing that uh, warning about the brandy cranberries. Yeah, it sounded very specific. Now, having had family from uh, the Milwaukee area, I've never come across brandy cranberries, but I'm not surprised because, oh, look, Wisconsin. Yeah. Booze? We'll throw the booze in there. You don't say. Uh, let's go to Megan. We've got Megan on the line. Hello, Megan. Megan, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? I'm definitely going to have to go with the mashed potatoes, especially since right now I'm working on getting the excess COVID lard off my butt. <laughs> um, God, honey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm actually working with a nutritionist on that. And, you know, you know, starchy vegetables like potatoes are an exception. So I'm looking forward to some mashed potatoes. Mm. And I can also concur that um, cornbread stuffing is not very good. Oh! Um, I have two sisters who are um, gluten intolerant, not full-fledged celiacs, but my mom tried to make it. Maybe it's just because we're a bunch of northerners. Um, <laughs> it just yeah, didn't satisfy. It just didn't. It was very mushy. Yeah. Didn't do it for you. No. M- Megan, thank you for that insight on the cornbread stuffing and also enjoy those mashed potatoes. It is, that is like a favorite of mine. It's not my super favorite. Mashed potatoes. But I yeah. do love mashed potatoes. I, mean, I just love mashed potatoes. I just wouldn't pick that as my favorite only because I have mashed potatoes throughout the year. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's something that is not Thanksgiving specific yeah. at my house at yeah. least. Yeah. Let's go to Annabelle. Hello, Hi, Annabelle. Annabelle. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Oh, dressing, stuffing. What is it? Is it because we don't make it any other time of year and it's just so sagey and yummy? Yeah, when you put homemade gravy over it. <sighs> yeah. And mom puts um, some bacon and we'll mm. have mushrooms. Okay, Annabelle, I'll be. What time do you do your dinner? At like four? I'll be there. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle, Thanks, for your Annabelle. call. I will say this: that like I, we have decided to go away from the turkey for Thanksgiving. We just nobody gets really excited about the turkey. <gasps> but I know. But what? when we were planning the meal, so we do braised short ribs. Oh, hey, I'll but take those. I know, too. right? But then we go through all the sides, and we realized we love all the sides. So now. We don't do any new sides. We just do braised short ribs and then all of the regular Thanksgiving sides. Yeah, why not? Because they're good and you don't have them no, very often. Uh, Suzanne is on the line. Uh, Hi, Suzanne. Suzanne. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Well, I'm I'm originally from Minnesota. I was in the military 22 years, and I have to defend cornbread stuffing. Thank However, you. I kind of do a variation, so I do the white bread with uh, fresh cornbread, and then I use sausage, not an andouille because it's too spicy. Mm-hmm. And then I do the uh, a mirepoix with it, oh, and yep. my kids won't eat anything else, or my grandkids actually. So they just heap that on, and that's pretty much Thanksgiving dinner. Sounds amazing. Yeah, well, that's their thing. They, you know, the, well, some of them won't eat turkey, so I usually have to do prime rib or ham. But the stuffing definitely has to have the cornbread. Yeah, and I love the it. Thank you, Suzanne. And that thanks for your really service. Good. Yes, yes, thank you for your service as well. 
Uh, Bradley, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Um, it's obviously green bean casserole because literally you do not eat that at any other moment of the year. So it's the one thing on the plate mm-hmm. that I would not eat other than maybe cranberry sauce. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like that gets a, uh, it. That's a relish. That ain't a side. Yeah. So I, I would say uh, green bean casserole. What about you? Uh, I'm going to say also the green bean casserole. Okay. And don't try to make it with fresh green beans. I'm not interested. I literally want the Campbell's soup. Cream of mushroom soup. Actually, I don't even care about the brand. I want, but it has to be from a can. And then the green beans have to be from a can. Like, don't try to fancy it up. Just, like, dump the stuff in, give it a little bakey-bakey, and put it in my mouth. Yeah. Because you're right. It's the one thing we don't make any other day. Yeah. I also think that if there's a sweet, sweet potato casserole, I'm here for that because I don't ever eat that. Mm. What does Holly think? What do you think, Yeah, Holly, what's your your, uh, favorite? I guess I'll pick the family jello salad thing. Ooh. Okay, what can I ask what yeah. flavor jello salad your family does? Well, it's half cranberry, so okay. I think that it's cherry jello with cranberry bits on top. Okay. And then underneath it there's marshmallow, pineapple, and maybe lemon jello. Yum. I don't know. Wow. I don't really that's like a, think that's a lot. It's not my favorite either, but our family does a Jello salad too. That's like lime Jello and cottage cheese and walnuts, which that's and a very, pineapple. Uh, that sort of like Midwestern Waldorf thing. Yeah, ambrosia thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's in a mold. Fluff. I love it, but I don't know that anybody else actually. I this is what I do know. My mom has made it almost every year, and she and I are the only ones who eat it. So yeah. I think we've just decided I like the to one say with goodbye. The mandarin oranges. So good. Right? It's like Cool Whip, Mandarin Oranges. What's there to not like? I don't know. Whatever it is, I'll put it in my mouth. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for getting us hungry. Um, it was good timing. Which is appropriate. Because we've got a little treat coming up next because we got a little cheat coming up next on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I love Friday for so many reasons. There's so many reasons to love a Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom. Oh dear, Bradley Trainer. Okay. We lost him. Hi. We got a camera down. Uh, oh, it's such a fancy setup. Over it really is, and it's very complicated. So Bradley's trying to get it all back together. You did it. Look at that. You're like a regular Yay! cameraman. But the biggest reason we love Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley Show is because on Fridays we cheat. And we're gonna... What are we sticking in our mouth? We are sticking a uh, bunch of stuff, courtesy of our friends over at Caribou Coffee. You know, it's holiday season. It is. And holiday season, one of my favorite things about holiday season is holiday beverages, preferably coffee beverages. Mm -hmm. And I will say that a lot of people go crazy for that, um, the pumpkin spice experience. Right. I actually get more excited about one flavor mm-hmm. that only comes around this time of year, and mm-hmm. that is eggnog. He likes the nog. Um, and Caribou has something that they would like to reveal and introduce that's of a limited nature. Mm-hmm. You are holding it up, Colleen. I am. It is the eggnog cold foam holiday beverage. Yes. And... Uh, and it's on I ice. Already, it's chilly. Yeah, so it's like a cold beverage. I bet you can get a hot, too, though. Oh, yeah. Because it's eggnog. Oh, well, cold foam. No, cold foam. So, yeah, so no, it's cold. Okay. Um, Are you ready to try yeah, it? Are I can, you excited? I was going to tell you, I can smell the 
eggnog already, uh-huh. which I love. Now mm-hmm. Holly's going to try something else because they have a whole menu. Oh, and we have a range of treats. We literally here. have like a sleigh full of holiday treats. How? And there's something that we didn't get the chance to try that I think you're going to want to try later, but I'll tell you about that. Okay. Let's start with right. this. Okay. The eggnog cold foam latte, Colleen. Okay, I want you to go in first because you're oh. super excited okay. about the eggnog latte, and I don't want you to wait. So, Bradley Trainer, trying a sip of the cold foam mm. eggnog latte. I'm sorry, uh, I got to make sure I get the foam. I know. he's. I was like, why is he pulling his straw? That's what's so special about it. Yeah, that's the, the fun part. part. Yum! Is it so good? Oh, my God. I would drink this in like five seconds. And he's going to. Hmm. Um, Do you know what I love about it? So if you want to try it, go ahead, okay. Colleen, because I know you have this. Holly, you're going to try something else in just a moment. What I love about the eggnog cold foam latte, which I am trying now for the very first time, it's not super sweet because I looked at this and I was like, yeah. oh, I hope this is not super sweet because I am not a super sweet beverage lover. No, I like bitter coffee drinks. Yeah, we um, the three of us have long lamented that coffee shops don't have a lane just for people who want their pure black, black coffee. coffee mm-hmm. Right. And so we like coffee mm. that tastes more like coffee. And you're right. It's not sweet. It is bitter. It's but like, you still get flavor. Yes. Right? You still get the nog in there, but it's not, it's not overly nog forward. What Can I about? tell you about the innovation that yes. we're imbibing? Because yes. what you're drinking, according to Caribou Coffee, is, is science. Is science. Well, <laughs> it's, it's actually cold pressed coffee with a splash of milk, real sh- sugar served over ice and topped with eggnog cold foam. Yes. So the only part of that beverage that's eggnoggy is the foam. Is the, the foam. foam. That's yeah. great. And I bet you could get them. I bet they'd put that foam on anything for you. Yeah, if you wanted extra nog foam. Okay, so. That's how um, gross. That's the, yeah, you know, kind of gross. <laughs> um, but I'm here for it. Eggnog cold foam latte uh, from Caribou. Colleen, what would you give that? I'm That is like a four for sure. All right, I'm giving it a 4.5 just because yeah. I'm a little partial to mm-hmm. eggnog and I love it. And now I know what I'm getting the next time I, I'm at Caribou. All right. Holly, what do you have before you, honey? I have a spicy mocha. Spicy. You know what? I'm spicy. gonna. I have that too. I'm gonna try that along okay. with you. If you're okay with that. I was gonna tell you. You guys smell, and I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I'll ask for your reactions to describe it for the listener. It's real chocolate. Ooh, melted into steamed milk, oh. combined with espresso, ancho chili, and chipotle flavor. Ooh, topped with whipped cream and chocolate chips. Available ice blended or nitro. Holly, what do you smell? Mmm, chocolate. <laughs> Okay. You don't smell the spice, but you definitely taste it. Oh my gosh. Hi. It is super unique. And I mean that in a good way because you get like that velvety, luxurious chocolate on the front end. Okay. And then you get the chilies on. Are you getting the chilies on the back, Holly? I say chilies on the back. Well, I am getting chilies on the back. Yeah. You got chilies on the back. It's interesting. I like it. Like, it's not. When you said all those chili things, I thought it was going to like. Give me the the fire tongue, and it didn't. <laughs> okay, so take Did a swig. Did it do that to you, House? No fire tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I like that one. Holly, what would you give that? Give it a nice four out of five. Ooh, yeah, I'm okay. going to go four on that, too. Okay, so other things on this menu. Again, if you guys are just joining us for cheat day, we've tried a, a selection thus far of the Caribou Holiday Season Limited Edition Treats. And in addition to the eggnog cold foam latte and the spicy mocha, they also have a ho ho mint mocha. You want me to taste that right oh, now? Oh, you got that? Okay, yeah, go yeah, for I it. Yeah, I think you have it over there too. Okay, I got so, two things. Mm-hmm. Which are they? Are mm. they both the same? 
There's a sticker that tells you. Oh, look at that. Oh. Ho ho mint. This is, again, this is what they're doing really well at Caribou. I'd like to commend them on this. They're Ooh. not hitting you over the head with the thing. <laughs> That's a little too sweet for me. Yeah, I get that. But it's not like, it's not super <laughs> minty. Right, like that's yeah, you're right. Because when you get the it's like when you, hot chocolate, that's really yeah. Good. So it's not like smacking you across the face with the thing that it's going forward on. Um, it's just a hint, and it's enough of a hint, and it's great. That's good. I, I think I'm gonna like this next one. The fala latte. Do you have that? I do. Holly, do you I have that? that? I don't. Do you want to try it? No, because I don't like eggnog. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we I go. will say this is what I would probably get versus the cold because I like a hot beverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. You're getting a mouthful of nog there. Ooh. You know what I'm going to do with this one? So now this for the listener, if you've not had their fala latte before, it's an espresso steamed eggnog topped with whipped cream and a sprinkle. I would just get it without the whipped cream. Yeah. Because again, I don't want it to be too sweet. Yeah. But I love the, I love the nog. Yeah. That's like a four. I say that's a definite four. All right, you guys. Thank you, Caribou. Thank you, Caribou. That was delicious. Happy holidays. <laughs> Go get your boo on. Yeah. Uh, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get your D-bag on because we've got celebrities D-bag. behaving badly. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Abraham. What? We haven't talked about that lady in a while. But I had not heard this story and I thought if ever there were a story that we would be delighted to chew on on the Colleen and Bradley show during the D-Bag segment, it would be a story like this. Because it's sort of classic Farrah Abraham. So apparently I did not know this. What? But she almost burned down her entire apartment building. What? Yeah, no, seriously. uh, Back in September... She was in her Austin apartment complex when she knocked over a candle and that candle started a fire and there was a very large fire in her uh, apartment complex as a result. Now that in and of itself is just like, I mean, that's terrible. It's a hazard. Careful with your candles, right? Like I think. Britney Spears had an incident. Ah, I know Ashley Green has had an incident. Nobody has still accounted for what actually happened in Britney's home. So be careful with your candles, I guess, is what I'm saying. But here's where Farrah Abraham takes it to 11. Farrah Abraham then went over to Yelp and left bad reviews for her apartment complex. So kicking them while they're down after she almost burned the dang thing down. Now, she has apparently... Deleted the reviews, which some think indicate she's going to possibly take some legal action. Okay, but I would not be worried. There literally are, oh my gosh, there literally are receipts because uh, Stargasm uh, has saved her her reviews, her bad Yelp reviews. Okay, which apparently she has a history of. Leaving bad reviews for apartment buildings. She I'm not in. surprised. I mean, she has a, a habit of leaving bad reviews for a lot of things. A lot of it, most of the time, though, is on social media. 
Do you want to hear some of her, the things she said about the apartment building she almost yeah, burned down? Of course I do. She gave it a one star rating <laughs> and said the following. The staff does not do due diligence. The staff is not reliable. They do not care about residents' schedules, timing, or planning. Cleaning and maintenance is horrible. At any moment, it's always blame residents when they abide by lease. By the way, she spells residents. I'm sure. Like residents, yeah. so like yeah. she's talking about being a resident, but but she's spelling like the it place that you live. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, the building dictates your Wi-Fi speed. One G is all you can get. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And then there was another one, as if that wasn't enough, from October, where she calls somebody out, uh, named Dominique. Who she says uh, that Dominique from the building can't manage a beautiful property, nor be honest or respectful to top residents. I would like Fair Abraham to be on the next season of Only Murders in the Building. Right? Like that she calls herself a top resident. I know, it's yeah. like it's so funny. I mean, everything in oh, her world, geez. she is you know extraordinary at. Right. Like she's of course going to be extraordinary at being a resident. Right. She also like posted pictures so that you could see all the things that Dominique is not taking care of. Oh God! Like uh, Leave it's Dominique alone. It's taken three months and still not a normal floor. I just can't. it's like a floor that has like funky joints. It's not that big of a deal. Put I, a rug over it. I just can't imagine having to work with Fair Abraham no. as a tenant. No, no thanks. thank you. No, no. I'm sorry. Did you mean as a top resident? I'm sorry. Yes, as a thank top. You. Residence. I, I thought you meant. <laughs> All right. Who's your D bag, Bradley? You know, mine is Elon Musk. Uh, here's why. What? I mean, for so many reasons. Yeah. And I know you're like, is this a choose your own adventure? It is or? actually okay. because the story, you know, there's the whole story about how, um, you know, they laid off a bunch of employees, but like that's, that's sort of beyond our purview on a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We haven't had a chance to have this conversation yet about charging people for the privilege of using. What are you giving? Having me the blue for? check. Yeah, because it's so annoying. Because I just can't wrap my mind around this idea that now the reason I think we haven't really talked about this a lot is because I think for the for most of our listeners, rightly so, Twitter is not a part a force in your life, right? Twitter is such a small part of people's lives Mm -hmm. and it's mostly people who, you know, like us are on the internet a lot and looking for, you know, like what people in like in, in our case, pop culture and entertainment are talking. Yeah. Like what it like get our finger on the pulse of what even us the thing we are not in it to win it. Mm -mm. We are not like top residents. If you will, of Twitter. No, you're right. (laughs) Of, Of Twitter. But I would leave them a one-star review. But I have, yes. But I, uh, well, and even before Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But to take something that people roundly, I think the average person does not have a positive view of, that mm-hmm. is Twitter, and to make people feel worse about it before you've actually done anything is even more shocking. Now, he has actually done stuff. But I'm saying when you know the news was that he was taking over, it was like people were outraged. And I'm like, mm-hmm. over the outrage you already feel right. by this, you know, social media platform that has some serious flaws and has failed to sort of, you know, go where other social media platforms has. But this this idea specifically that you're going to charge people, like I don't get why anybody because I've heard people who are top residents 
of mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. talk about how they would never in their right mind yeah. pay. And they have a vested interest in the platform. Yeah. Why would anyone like you or I or any listener think I need to pay Elon Musk's bill so that I can convince people that I'm me? Because at the end of the day, he's taken it from a public company to a private company. Yeah. And that money is directly lining his pockets. Yeah, well, and paying off his very, very expensive mm-hmm. investment. Like mm-hmm. it, I've listened to so many people who know so much more about this issue talk about what he has had to do financially to make this happen. It's beyond me what's he, what he's actually going to do to make money. And if you think that charging a small percentage of the population four ninety nine or whatever it was that he ultimately said eight dollars a month, mm-hmm. I think, right? Mm-hmm. That it, what do you pay for for eight dollars a month? Like Hulu? Yeah, right. Yeah. But think about what you get with Hulu. Uh, yeah, entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we're all willing to be like, yeah, I'll pay $8 yeah. randomly a month for something yeah. that actually gives me a benefit. Mm-hmm. But what do you get on Twitter? Mm-mm. Also, uh... also, if you're changing the structure of what the blue check mark is about, because that's what you're doing. You're effectively going from a, a, a method of verifying a person's actual identity yeah. with a check mark, which to me, everybody should be able to get a check right? mark. But now taking that away and saying you just buy a check mark, that that's a whole you've completely changed. Yeah. So now it doesn't seem it, as legitimate. There's as far not as actually a value to it. Yeah. And again, I know this is such a small conversation, but this conversation has taken up such a large chunk of the pop culture and entertainment. Uh, bubble right now because mm-hmm. I think well it involves you know a lot of people who it is it's a it's a complicated story but still regardless I just I think are you kidding me right mm-hmm. now this uh, somebody somewhere is going to somehow make sense of all this but right now none of this makes sense to me yeah it makes none and then sense. as we just read about you know the layoffs and everything it sounds like California is going to have something to say about these massive layoffs I, it, this just smells like. Um... You know, the emperor coming in and changing the Which kingdom. Is also such a weird thing for a guy who has been relatively successful doing other things in his life. Yeah. Right? And then you saw the whole thing with, um, you know, his whole relationship with Kanye West and, like, his whole thing with, like, retweeting conspiracy theories. It's just, like, for somebody who is so incredibly intelligent in other areas of their life, this just does this defies description yeah, for a number of reasons. It's not, but I, I shan't be paying the eight dollars per month. No, I'm going to go on the record now. I'm just saying there might be more behind it than we're aware of. Also, and this may seem like it's coming out of left field, but it absolutely is not. Bradley Trainer, I hope that you will take some time over the weekend. Oh God! And watch the Hulu documentary called God Forbid. The Giancarlo. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this because um, we were obsessed with this story. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Holly and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I'm curious. I would love to talk about it again um, after you watch it, because what the way I my thesis was, it is exactly what you thought. And then it's about so much more than that. And there's like that's good, because I will say I'm like the thought of just listening to like salacious sex gossip. You're it is. There is such a small portion of it that is that. Okay. Um, because it paints a broader picture about how this intersected a larger 
political mm. and uh, and uh, just sort of like environment of the 2020 to 2022. Okay. But here's the other thing I want you to just know going in is you're going to have to look past a little bit of cheesiness. Like there's going to be a moment where you're going to go, I don't know that I would make that choice because I thought maybe we'd be taking this a little more seriously. Okay. Just push through it. All right. And then look at the big picture. One one episode. It's, it's just one. It's one thing. I think okay. it's like an hour and a half. Maybe. Oh God, easy. I'll it's do it this super weekend. easy, but it's. I might even watch it again because I was cooking when I was watching it, and I know I missed things. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, you have that to look forward to. Now, when Fabulous. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Fabulous. show, you might not be looking forward to this. We need to talk about Kanye West specifically. We need to talk about Kanye West's trainer yeah who knew when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 thank you holly this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and we have to talk about the thing uh the about the kanye and then also his trainer yeah i I, you sound very excited well i just am like so like everybody i hope i think like i'm very trepidatious anytime a conversation surrounding kanye is on our lips. Okay, well, that's, days. you know, I find that interesting. Do you feel comfortable sharing why? I just, yeah, I just feel like he's, there's, he's doing so many destructive things. And I, I don't think little old us is going to make a difference in terms of like shining a light on it. But I do think the more a light gets shown on it, the more certain people who share those thoughts will uh, amplify them. I think I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to be careful, right? Like, I don't want to give him the attention for the negative thing he's doing and have people mistake that as real attention. Well, yes. um, And he has made anti-Semitic comments. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, uh, repeating those just reminds people of them. And then some people will agree with him. Yeah. Right. Which is problematic. But... In this particular context, and the reason I wanted to bring the story up today is because, you know, he's gone back to Twitter and he was banned on the site originally because of those anti-Semitic comments. Now, look, where we are at is a place that I did not see us being, wherein I came across a headline, Harley Pasternak threatens to institutionalize Kanye West back to zombie land. What? What? I am so confused. And if you're like me, you have found all these headlines around what's going on with Kanye to be, well, if not problematic, downright problematic to be just confounding and confusing. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I'm I'm over at page six and I'm trying to understand and I'm like, oh, OK, celebrity trainer Harley Pasternak, who I know we've talked about and maybe in the context of of Kanye West in the past. But, you know, he's also worked with. Uh, other celebrity clients, so maybe that's where we've talked about him before. But I know we've talked about Harley Pasternak, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any institutional memory of this? No, I mean, I, I, I think he might be one of those celebrity trainers who tried to like promote their own program and used a celebrity to do so. And maybe we've talked to him or about him in the past because of that. But that's yeah. all I remember. So then Kanye, he's he's Kanye's celebrity trainer, and apparently uh, Kanye tweeted a screenshot Thursday um, about a bunch of stuff, and uh, this was a screenshot of a text exchange between him and Harley, allegedly, supposedly. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, here's one of the things that Harley says, I guess. Uh, that's the way this is set up. I'm going to help you. He's saying this to Kanye, mm-hmm. texting this to Kanye. I'm going to help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that that he says dumb friends of yours told you or saw in a tweet. Second, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Wow. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. I am so like confused and not sure why we're have why we're in this space right mm. now, right? Like you can understand why if that was an actual text exchange, Kanye is now trying to distract and share this. Yeah. He's trying to make a point about Harley. Again, I don't think we need to get too deep in it. Yeah. But I'm over here like, "What?" Yeah. Because it's hard when when it's a personal conversation right. being shared without context right? to understand what this text, ex- because I will say you can see that not all of the text exchange has been included. Okay. So that's an interesting thing that happens. I think sometimes when celebrities share text exchanges, they share the parts that make other people look a certain way, but maybe don't share the whole thing. Here's my other question. What, how did he contextualize this? Did he, yeah. Well, he captioned it at all or anything. He said, this is how a Hollywood trainer speaks to a far more influential black celebrity when we get out of line. Okay. That's what Kanye, his caption was. I I do have so many questions, though, because I, you know, we've we've sort of danced around this. Well, I, I shouldn't even say danced around because we've talked about it head on on our show. But I think the world is sort of like not comfortable with this storyline because they're they're trying not to run afoul of healthy language around mental health. Yeah. And you don't want to diagnose somebody that you have no business diagnosing. Right. A, you're not qualified and B, you don't know the person. Yeah. And it's just all a bunch of gossip. And hey, look, we traffic in gossip most days. But when, especially when it comes to sensitive topics like mental illness, we're very careful. Yeah. So I think we're fine with that. But I understand why other people might be, you know, like, Ooh. yeah. But I'm over here going like, if 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 this really is a conversation about mental health, yeah, is this a helpful way of is talking that a about it? Way of talking about yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think it is. And on the one hand, I can see, I can see the case that. Uh, Harley Wewax is what's his real name? <laughs> Harley Pastor. Please don't bring up the problematic <laughs> Harley, Harley Wewax. Sorry. For those of you who don't remember, I don't even want to tell you that I'm Harley sorry. Wewax was a character on the Cosby Show. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I can see how Harley Pasternak is wanting is thinks he's issuing tough love like i can see the case that he thinks he's building where it's like i'm gonna this is a tough love moment like you know you can interact with me in one of two ways it's the way that he goes about it that feels not right not yeah. good yeah no and yeah. again it's hard to know without full context but at the same time i think it's easy to say like i don't think we need to refer to like institutionalized, medicate the crap out of zombie land. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sound healthy or helpful. No. So I, I, I'm not pretending to like judge in the moment what's true or correct. And I'm sure that, again, with full context, whatever, and people in private conversations are allowed to, you know, not have the expectation that the world is trying to parse everything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. However, I just think it's important when these things are public to like call it out and yeah. say like, you know, this is it's just like with the anti-Semitic stuff. It's just like with the racist stuff. It's 
There is no need for us to dance around it. Other people can have that issue. Mm-hmm. We just call it out and talk about it. And when I see stuff like this and the way people are talking about mental illness, it's just important to call it out because it further stigmatizes. I feel like, yeah. Oh my God, this story just gets or the the, the this, this like weird umbrella of mental illness is used as a way to talk about things that aren't mental illness. Yeah, or not talk about things that aren't mental illness. Yeah, meaning, me meaning the anti-Semitic stuff yeah. continues to be attributed to his mental illness. Yep. That's anti-Semitic. It is just that. Like, oh, we yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. to, like, there isn't uh, a diagnosis that makes you yeah, anti-Semitic. Yeah, same with the racist you know? stuff. I mean, exactly. if somebody says something that is socially reprehensible, racist, anti-Semitic, what have you, it just, that it, it, it just is. You it don't is. need to have a rationale or an explanation for it. You can just call out and let other people explain why they chose the words that they did. Yeah. But, like, for those of us who are sitting here, I just, I don't know, something within me when I read this thing, like, oh, I, I feel like we could be in a better place right now. And I hope for Kanye's sake, if there really truly was, because I'm not, again, not part of it. Don't know what his situation is. Don't need to know what his Mm -hmm. mental health status is. A lot of people hint about things. Mm -hmm. I've even heard conversations with people like uh, John Legend. I was just listening to an interview where he talked about how Kanye's uh, mental illness, which Kanye, to be fair, has talked about publicly. But like, even if somebody's talking about it, don't mean I have to engage it or diagnose it or be a part of it or like explain it or make excuses for Mm -hmm. it. Right. 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 Because what you can do is say, I know what mental illness is not. Yeah. Right. Like, because I know a lot of people who suffer from actual mental illness um, or treated for mental illness or mental health, because I would prefer to call it just mental health. Everybody has. Everybody has that. Everybody has mental health. Right. Yeah. Y'all got mental. (laughs) We all got health. Mm -hmm. And so this is just another part of health. And sometimes we're, you know, like. Sometimes we have a cold and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but my point was with it, in terms of mental health, people act like it somehow makes you somebody you're not. Right. Right. Or is like a blanket way of explaining away yeah. all behaviors. As if people with mental illness are prone to this kind of, you know, like behavior, which yeah. is not the case. Th- which further stigmatizes Thank mental you. health. Okay, when we come back on the Stop Colleen and Bradley stigma. show. Stop it! When we come back, uh, hey, daylight savings time. Are we for it or against it? 651 641 1071.